degrees of ministry and time from all sorts of issues. And uh, that's how we become acquainted with Witt and Michelle and their family. And, of course, the Witt's been back here, uh, we, we, we don't know, three or four times since then. Um, but uh, we always welcome Witt. Witt's background is, uh, don't hold it against him, but he has been a Baptist pastor before. He got over it. He did. He did get himself a degree from the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and we don't hold that against him either. Uh, but what he does is he ministers to people all over the world. Uh, they are they are from the North Louisiana area, West Monroe, but they don't live in West Monroe. They live in Baskin, Louisiana. And um, Witz is one of the pastors with Covenant Life Fellowship in Monroe, West Monroe. Um, uh, the the founding pastor recently passed away, Brother Robert Lindsay. Some of you would remember him from the Gatlinburg conferences. And um, I, I told Witt the other night, I said, I just want to let you know that Brother Charles Simpson, wherever he goes, he's told me this several times and he tells everybody this. If you want to know how a church ought to be done, go to West Monroe. That's They're doing it the way it should be done. And so Witt's a part of that. He's also, as he'll tell you, he's also part of the beginnings of another congregation. Uh, more than anything, he's a man of God who walks in the Spirit and has a word in his mouth for you today. And so I pray that you hear uh, not only what he says today, but what the Holy Spirit is saying through him Whit, come on, let's welcome Whit Bass, the man of God. Well, it's always an honor and a privilege to be with you all. Um, I'm going to set my football right here. Today's message, if I if I were to put a title to it, it would be. Uh, it would have the word receive in it. So think about receivers receiving. And it has to do with love, worship team. Uh, man, you all were circling on that song about love being the foundation. You know, God being our foundation. And there's no greater foundation than for God to be our foundation. And, and God is love, according to 1 John 4. We know that God is Love. So we're going to unpack that today. Um, had a great time with you guys, Larry, Phil, um, many of the men that are here Friday night around the pool. We, we got to talk some and just share. And I just want to say this to you all. Um, I believe that the church that I'm helping plant, I believe that we are in revival right now. I really do. I believe that what we're seeing is a, it's a revelation of God's love. It, it, it's a, it's a lens that I've never it's like I told Phil this morning, it's like I'm seeing more and more. The Lord was bringing more revelation this morning as I was um, just awakening. And, and, and even the message today that I'm going to share with you about about receiving, the Lord gave me a few words, position and posture. And we're going to take a look at that in just a moment. He gave me those words as I'm lying in bed. And, and it, it's important that we position ourselves and posture ourselves to receive. You know what I mean? And, and I think we can hear about love all of our life. We can hear about God all of our life. But the Lord wants us to come into an encounter with him. And so with that being said, I want to just jump right in 
to um, there's actually a passage in Revelations two, verse four, and um, let's see if I can get to. I thought that I had written it. Okay, we've never known his love, so this is so. I'm sorry. Let me get. Let me just look it up in my scriptures. I thought I had written it out. So First John four. I think it's verse eight. And this is the word that the Lord gave me. Here we go. In chapter one. All right. So, he who does not love. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. There's a word in there that I want to unpack with you. And that word is no. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So this word no in the Greek is Gnosko. Gnosko. To know so is to gnosko. Now, what I want to, this next part I want to share with you is even a bigger revelation to me. In the Strong's Concordance, it says that one of the ways to define this no is a Jewish idiom for a man and a woman to know one another intimately. Now, just let's just park right there just for a moment. Do you see where I'm going? It's one thing to know about, about the love of God, right? It's one thing to know about His love. But it's a whole other thing when we begin to encounter and receive His love. And... This morning, one of the things I want to start with is, is, is explaining that, hey, I know that there's some, there's some, there's some barriers and there's some walls that have kept you and I from receiving the love of the Father. For some of us, it may be a wound. It may be that something has happened in our lives. Maybe it was a father wound. Maybe it was a mother wound. Maybe it was a teacher wound. Maybe it's something someone said to you when you were young that you're, you're stupid. You're, you're, you're dumb. You don't know anything. You're ugly. You're whatever the adjective is. There's something that could have penetrated your heart and could have really wounded you. And, and when that happens, many times we put a wall up. We, we begin to insulate ourselves and we come back and we're like, if that's, if, you know, specifically if it's a father wound, if that's a picture of a father, I don't want a part, any part of God the Father. We sometimes, we, we make this parallel, right? And so, um, what I want to do is um, set up this clip today. We're going to watch a clip here from a movie. The movie is called The Kid, and Bruce Willis uh, is in the movie and if you've never seen the, has anybody ever seen the movie The Kid with Bruce Willis? Got 
Just a few of you. In fact, I had never seen it either. Uh, I saw it on a John Eldridge retreat. And um, it's really a good little movie. But in the movie, it's a little different. So I feel like I need to set this up for you. So in the movie, there's a kid in this scene I'm about to show you. And you'll see Bruce Willis watching from a distance. And basically what you see is is Bruce looking at himself as a child. He's an adult. And he's looking at himself in a child. It's kind of a strange concept, but... He's able to carry on a conversation with himself when he was a child in a physical form. And and so in this scene, it, it takes us back to a deep wound that he received from his earthly father when his mother was going through a, a, a terminal illness. And he had just gotten into a fight at school, but he, he wasn't – he was being bullied. He, he, he didn't do anything really uh, that he'd gone out and maliciously got into a fight. He, he would receive this – uh, this bullying from these kids, and um, so his mother had to come get him, pick him up from school, and at this point, she's terminally ill, and the father's so angry. We have a picture of an angry father that comes, and he's just so angry because he's full of fear, right? Fear makes us do a lot of things, but guess what? Perfect love, agape, it does what? It casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all Fear. So let's take a moment and watch this clip. <clears throat> what is the matter with you? I'm sorry. What could we do this to your mother? What are you trying to do? Kill her faster? What? We're gonna lose her. God, you pull Stop what you did today. You're killing her. I found the screw, Dad. Screw. Stop crying. Here's the screw, Dad. Look, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Stop crying. Look at the screw. Here it is. Stop crying. Stop. You gotta grow up now. Do you understand? Grow up. Grow up. to raise you alone. He doesn't know how to do it.
Let's go get something to eat. Okay. The minions are coming. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. All right. Got to love those commercials, right? So, so Bruce Willis, uh, when he was a child, he had, he had lost his father's screw. They were doing a project, and that's why he kept saying, I found the screw, I found the screw. That was what that was about. But as you heard in the, in the clip, he had not cried in, since that time when his father had this real harsh, you know, grow up, grow up, something seared over in his heart. And I believe today that in our society, there's a lot of us who are carrying wounds, and it's prohibiting us from being able to really receive the love of the Father. And, you know, I've got a lot of notes and I've got a lot of things running through my mind. I've got a lot of revelation going on. But there's something that I just feel like I need to say right now. In this world, there will be trouble. And I shared this Friday night. But here's the thing. In this world, and even in Tennessee, like where I'm coming from, you know, we don't see as nice of things as you have. You're very blessed to have a lot of options and your economy's great. And But even in the midst of, of plenty... I know that you see in this world, there's a lot of darkness going on. I mean, you, we just see a lot's all around us, a lot of bad news. And the, and the song, it says, it mentions the, the phrase being shaken, not being shaken. We cannot be firm in our foundation without being rooted in Christ and him and us receiving that agape Love. People are looking for answers. People are looking for hope. And they're going to wonder why you carry this love that I tell you about today. I'm telling you, I'm seeing something through a different lens. It's one, it's one thing to see it, but it's another thing when you encounter it and you're having these, these encounters of love and they're ongoing day to day to day. And it's not like we arrive, we have this encounter and we're good. No, it's an, it's, it's an each day we walk with Christ. We, we walk with Him and we try to learn how do I, how, how can I be in Him and Him in me? And I just simply say, Father, Abba, I receive your love today. I don't have to prove my, myself to receive that love. You know, in the scriptures, when, when Jesus, when Jesus was being tempted by the devil and the devil was telling him, jump off of this and prove, basically to prove that you're the son of God. And Jesus didn't have to do that because he knew he was the son of God. We don't have to prove when we become sons and daughters, we don't have to strive or prove. We just need to learn how to receive. The, the achieving will come after the receiving. There will be a desire for us to want to achieve, but it won't be to achieve so that I can become anything greater than what Christ, how he already sees us in our identity in Christ. He sees us, once we've professed him as our Lord and Savior, he sees us as his precious sons and as his precious daughters. Do you all see where I'm going? There's a revelation that we've got to get our glasses off and put on his Son, S-O-N, glasses, right? We need to see through the lens of love, through the lens of the Father. And so I want to just encourage you all this morning to, to, to do this. Now, I want, to, I want to, if you would, I want to pray with you to break any agreements right now um, that, that may have been made, that you may have made, based on any woundings that you received as a child or even as an adult. And so based on the clip we just watched, I would like to just, if you would, just close your eyes and just receive this prayer with me and come into agreement with breaking any lies that the enemy has tried to bring into your life. Father, we break the agreement that I cannot trust authority when there may have been a wound tied to that. 
Father, I break the agreement that I cannot show my emotions. I break any agreement that it's not safe to be me, to really be who I am. Father, I break the agreement that I must hide to show how I truly feel. Or the agreement, I will never cry again. I will be guarded. I will keep people from getting too close to me. It's too painful to feel this much emotion. I break these agreements right now. Father, I pray that you would help me to break the agreement of believing that I'm a disappointment to my father or to my mother. Or even an agreement that I killed my mother because I didn't behave good enough and she was terminally ill. Father, I break the agreement that I will be harsh and unkind to protect my own heart. I'll be harsh and unkind to others so that I can protect my own heart. I will be numb to receiving love. Lord, we break the agreement that I must be numb to receiving love. I've got to keep my walls up. I've got to do this, Lord. I break the agreement that I will keep my walls up or if I don't, someone will hurt me again. I break the agreement in the lie that if I'm real, open, or transparent, people will begin to reject me. They won't want to get to know the real me. I break the agreement and I withdraw. I will with, that I will withdraw from you because I don't feel safe in your presence. So I will isolate. Truth. We treat others in the way that we feel about ourselves. Now you guys can all uh, look up now. Um, and here's here's the, here's a here's a truth or a saying I feel like the Lord dropped in my spirit and and He's been showing our pastor back home as well, JT. We don't know what we don't know, and we can't give away what we've not received. If I have an empty cup and I turn it upside down, nothing's going to come out. But when I receive the love of the Father. And I'm in this revelation of receiving your love, receiving your love, receiving your love. My love tank's going to be so full that whenever I go out into to public, it's going to emanate. It's the light of the Father is going to emanate into the darkness. The love of the Father will will literally permeate and slosh out onto others. I heard a testimony last night from from Brother Larry and Phil and and their wives and. Um, you all have a church member that goes to Kroger. and I'm sorry, Publix. Get the wrong grocery store. And loves to pray with people. That, to me, reminds me of someone who has encountered the love of the Father. That if we keep it bottled up, we keep it bottled in, we'll simply go nuts. But when we're so full of His agape love, we just want to give it away. We want to catch today. We want to catch his love and release his love. Father, help us to catch a revelation of your love and release it to those around us. Catch and release. Catch and release. And I'm going to unashamedly say that as, as a church, we have been in this message for over a month now. And I feel like I need to, to, to give you a little bit of context as to how we stumbled onto this. And so so I'm helping this church plant in Delhi, Louisiana. It's actually uh, it's an assembly-type church. And um, the pastor, I had brought him a book back for, by Leif Hetland uh, two years back. And, um, and he had not read the book yet. And uh, my wife and I just felt led to begin to pray for him about two or three months ago. He and his wife both. I just felt like I wasn't praying for my pastor. Um, and don't raise your hands, but if I were to say to you, 
How often are you praying for your pastor? <laughs> I mean like really praying for your pastor. I don't mean just like, Lord, bless, bless him, Lord. Bless him and Ann. No, no. I mean like really interceding. Lord, stir up my pastor. Bless my pastor. Provide for him. Meet his needs. Protect him. Give him new revelations. Now, if you could get this, this idea, because, hey, I just began to pray two months ago, three months ago, and, and I believe, I feel like we're in revival right now. I really do. Like our, my pastor's not the same. Like when he had this encounter, he wakes up one morning and he says to the Lord, Lord, I don't like what I'm seeing in my life. What is this that I'm seeing that's coming out of my life? He, he would hold his, the Bible. He says, I know that this is not, I know this book and what I'm seeing in my life is not what I'm seeing in this book. And he says, the Lord spoke to him and says, you have an orphan spirit. And he says, an orphan spirit. Lord, what is that? And he remembered the book that I gave him by Leif Hetland called Terrain. And it deals with the orphan mentality. You know, in the church, our churches in America are filled with orphans. I don't mean biological orphans. I mean spiritual sons and daughters no more. They haven't encountered this, this love of the Father. And we're competing with one another rather than completing one another. We're guarding our spot. We're guarding our, our gift or our assignment. The Lord told our pastor, he says, your assignment is pastor. But your identity is a son. And you'll be a son for all eternity. And that's where God's calling us into is to sons and daughters. Um, so we want to become receivers, not just achievers. In Matthew chapter 3, you can turn here if you like, beginning in verse 16 and 17. I shared this with the men on Friday night. Before Jesus was ever, before he ever actually accomplished or or or, or did anything, um, we see that he is he has he has this this pronounced over him. So we'll begin in verse sixteen, chapter three. When he had become baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Jesus fulfilled his entire ministry, purpose, and calling from this place. Not to get to this place, but to know his identity. And this word beloved means valued. We want to give value, right? When we say beloved, we're giving this person value. So before, before, before Jesus did, before he went to the cross, before he, uh, before he resurrected out of the grave, before he fed the 5,000, right? Uh, before he raised the dead, before he healed the sick, before he cast out the demons, the father says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus didn't have to strive, right, to, to earn this place of identity. Jesus was able to receive. And we need to abide and not strive. And guess what? Out of the abiding, there will be a desire. Out of the receiving, there will be a natural desire that comes from heaven, that comes from Papa. That we can't help but want to love our neighbor. We can't help but want to love our fellow man and tell them about the truth of Christ and to love them. This is the litmus. 
And this is not original. It comes from life. But I, I repeat this to you. I want to see what the Father sees. I want to feel what the Father feels. I want to hear what the Father is saying. I want to do what the Father would do. And I want to say what the Father would say. We want to be so in Christ and Christ in us that we're hearing and feeling what he would hear and feel if he were to be walking on earth. That's where God wants us to get to in this place of intimacy and identity. It's very important. And that's the place where I want us to get to today. That we can become receivers. Because I believe that once we become receivers, uh, we're going to see... Breakthrough. I believe breakthrough is, is already happening here in your church. And I believe many of you already have this revelation. But there's always room for more. Amen. There's always room for more revival, for more fire, for more love, for more power. So, Roddy, if you're in the room, I need you to come help me with this illustration. This is not rocket science. But, I, again, I do believe the Lord gave me this idea. So... So Roddy's my receiver, and I'm the quarterback. And thankfully, this football is not going to hurt anybody. It's pretty soft. <laughs> right. <laughs> thankfully, they actually won, huh, Pastor? My goodness, he's talking about LSU. We're, we're Louisiana guys. So Roddy, um, so you're you're gonna you're gonna be ready to receive this pass. But what I need you to do is I need you to face that that uh, that brown panel over there. Just and and I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to throw it at you, but uh, I just need you to catch it, okay? Can you catch it for me, Roddy? <laughs> Let's see how good of a catcher, Roddy. Oh, good try. You almost caught me there. Okay. Okay. Now, I want you to turn around. We're talking about position. Go ahead and face me. Just stay facing me. We're talking about position, all right? Roddy was not positioned to receive. You get where I'm going? He was not facing me. He was, he didn't, he was not in a position to receive this ball, all right? Now, Roddy, even though you're positioning me, what I want you to do is I want you to hold your hands behind your back for a moment, okay? Now, you're positioned right, but your posture is not still, it's still not in the right place, okay? We've got a bouncy ball. Now, you can go ahead and take your, take your hands and, and posture. Get ready for a posture. Now, he's ready to receive this ball. And I'm going I'm to make it like a cupcake pass, okay? Because I've got to get this illustration across, okay? <laughs> the idea, though, is that I believe that the Lord... <laughs> I'm not saying you're a cupcake. <laughs> I might be the cupcake here. I don't want to, you know, make this sure this goes right. The idea is, though, is that there's no pressure. Okay? In the Lord, the pressure can be, be, be lifted. Because when we receive His love, the pressure needs to go. And we need to operate in pleasure, Eden. The place that originally was meant to be pleasure was Eden, right? The pressure needs to go. And we need to receive Papa's love. Receive it. So, brother, here we go. You caught it. Bad pass, and you still caught it. Thank you, brother, for your help. Y'all give Roddy a hand. The illustration. Now, I'm going to give my wife an opportunity. If she wants to help me, she can. If she doesn't, she knows I'm capable of sharing her story. But I want her to know that she's welcome to share why it was hard for her to receive from the from the father. So Michelle, do you want to or do you want me just to carry on? You can? Well come on. Player's gonna let you have a mic. We we want you no we want the we want you to to share 
why it was hard for you to receive and how that came about. Okay, just real quickly, I won't talk long. Um, I was raised in a Christian family. I probably came to know the Lord when I was like three or four, godly father, godly mother. But somewhere along the way, um, you can know that the Father loves you, but somehow you don't really believe that you would be um, a picture on the Father's refrigerator. Mm -hmm. You know, you go into somebody's house and they have their favorite people. Um, I don't know that I really ever really, I knew it, but I would always be like, I wonder if he really loves me. So a few weeks ago, I'm in church and um, somebody responded to me, not, I didn't like how she responded. I have struggled with rejection and unforgiveness and bitterness um, for a long time. And just one little thing can make you, I mean, y'all may not struggle with this and praise God, but (laughs) um you know, some little thing can really upset you and get offended. The pastor does, wife doesn't talk to you and you immediately think, oh, they don't like me, whatever. Um, you wouldn't know that I was struggling with this, but there was some ugliness inside. And I actually wanted to leave church that morning, that afternoon. And I ended up, Whit prayed with me. I ended up staying, but I was sitting there thinking, Lord, you really need to do something in my life. I don't like being tormented by fear, feeling left out, um, being struggling with unforgiveness and i'm still i mean we're all on a journey but we're all becoming more like the father and that's the goal so i'm sitting there and later on he's like do you what did he say um if you want to come up and receive this love because I, I struggled with this i mean the pastors had an encounter and i'd be like god he's like really weird now. tell him about his personality michelle he was very just very I don't, I love him. I don't know. I'll tell him. Just Go very, ahead. um, I don't know. You're, you're doing, you, you, I'm sorry. But he's had going. an encounter. I'm like, God, it's weird. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sitting there, but he asked that question at the end. Do you want to see, receive more of the father's love? And I'm looking at Whit and I'm like, I really struggle with this. Like I can see a difference in him. He has changed, mm-hmm. but I still don't really think the father, I know he loves me, but I don't really feel like, no, no. So I walked down and I thought Wit was actually with me. And it's me and another guy that just got out of prison. And I'm like, where is Wit? Because it's very uncomfortable for me. I'm private. I I don't talk. I mean, I just, um, I'm to, I don't. Anyway, it's just he and this guy and I. And when the pastor prays for me, there's something deep within. I start weeping, which I don't like that either. And, um, but I'm telling you, the Lord did something powerful. I'm not the same person. Now, you know, the week after that was really bad, but there was some peace. Um, I wasn't tormented. I haven't been tormented with the fear or the bitterness and unforgiveness. I'm caring about if I'm not invited somewhere. Um, I can't even articulate what the Lord did in my life. I just know he did a deep, deep work where I know he loves me. I know he loves me. Um, I don't have to wonder that, you know, like I said, I've been a a believer my entire, a long time, but I still, um, I know, and I don't question now. So, um, it's been a beautiful thing. I mean, my kids can even tell, I'm not as angry. Y'all, you wouldn't know it, 
But there was a lot of ugliness. So when the Lord squeezes you mm. and ugliness comes out, mm-hmm. that's your chance. I was at a place, Father, I, I don't like what I see. I am desperate. <laughs> out of your desperation, he shows up and he'll do something in your life, yes. I promise. Out of your desperation. That's good, okay. baby. Thank you. So she just gave you a picture to tie along with the illustration. She could have gone home when she got offended. She could have left, missed that encounter. But she positioned herself. How? She went back inside the service. And she humbled herself and she sat down. But then she went another step and she came to a place of crying out to the Father. She says, God, you got to do something in me. Like she had reached the end of herself, of the striving. There's got to be something more that I'm missing here. I know all about you, but I don't really know you like I'm seeing that pastor up there who's now smiling when he preaches. He's hugging people where he was nothing like that until he had this encounter with the Papa, with the Abba. And when we get this encounter... It's going to be, it may be different for you than it was for my wife or for me or for my pastor, but there's something that God does in you that's so genuine and authentic and it's, and it's just like the Lord to make it unique for you and how He would gift you and bless you to be what? A blessing to others. So position and the posture was, Lord, you got to do something. Receiving. Receiving. Lord, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. What barriers are in your way to receive the love of the Father? And I've got some more scriptures I'm going to read. Um, but, you know, my, my, my I just want to jump into these things where I know I'm going, but I feel like I need to cover some more ground. So y'all just hang in there with me. If you would, turn to Luke 10, and we'll be reading from verse 38 through 42. And we have a picture here of Mary and Martha. And what I'm, what I'm trying to show you is, is, is that the striving versus the abiding. We see a striver and we see an abider here, okay, in the Mary-Martha story. My, Michelle, my wife, used to hate this story uh, because uh, really she's, my wife's more of a doer. And so when Jesus scolds the one who's doing, it's like, okay, Lord, that's me, right? So in verse 38, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. Martha was distracted with much serving. We can say with much striving, much doing, right? And she approached him and said, Lord... Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. We, as sons and daughters of the Lord. We have to get in a posture of receiving. 
a posture, a position of receiving. And when we receive this ongoing Abba love, agape love, agape love of the Papa, of the Father, we receive it. Lord, it's ongoing. We receive it. We will be able to release it, catch it and release it, catch it and release it, right? It's it's important, I believe, for revival to be right here in your church. I'm, I'm just declaring that over you, that you're stepping into a season of revival, a revival of love that the world cannot calibrate. They cannot calculate. They cannot fully understand and comprehend the love of the Father. It's so deep and it's so wide, but it's such a great firm foundation because God is love. That's some good theology, amen? We know that God has other attributes, but we need to know that God is agape love. Let's look at Romans 8. Now, this is one of the verses I shared with the men on Friday night. For the... This is verse... 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature or creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. And in this text, we don't see, you know, that the world is groaning or waiting earnestly for preachers, for missionaries, for apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, signs, wonders, miracles, the world is waiting to see the sons of God. And I believe it's okay to say the daughters of God, right? He's because it's identity, us knowing who we are and knowing Christ and knowing the love of the Father. It was in Matthew 4, verses 1 through 3. I had written this down and I started out with alluding to this. But I don't want to read the passage to you. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days, 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus knew, didn't he? He knew that he was the Son of God. He didn't have to strive or perform to prove. Let's say that again. Perform to prove. He didn't have to perform to prove. When you're a son and you're a daughter, you don't have to perform to prove. You can receive and know that your achieving will come out of your receiving. We don't, we, many times we try to achieve first. We try to strive before we abide. We get these things mixed up, but we've got to learn how to receive from the Father this, this great love. In the church, we need orphan mentality to come to a halt. Competition, no room in the inn, right? Jesus, there was no room in the inn for him to be born. We need to make the church, there's, there's room at the table, right? At this table, there's room for you at the table. Let's find a place for Charlie to serve, right? Because Charlie has a gift to give out. He's been somewhere. God's done a work in Charlie, and Charlie's going to be able to give back. He's going to receive this. He's going to catch it, and now Charlie is now releasing it. This is Charlie's platform, but we have other Charlies in the room. Amen? Let's give, when someone's gone through something and God's given them an anointing or overcome something, let's create a space for them so that they can operate in how God has gifted them because 
Your pastor told me yesterday, I think there's 40,000 in your town. There's a lot of folks who need Jesus. Amen. And, and there's something in you. There's gold in these blue chairs right here. As Johnny Hunt would say, there's gold in their pews. There's gold in you. We're just going to mine it out by the help of the Holy Spirit and by your revelation of Christ and this encounter of agape love. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to take another look here. Now this was a revelation. My pastor and I, we're texting each other almost every day and I'm sending him new revelations God's showing me and he's doing the same for me. It's like we're looking at the Bible with a whole new lens. It's amazing. It's awesome. And I had never seen this. He brought this back the very morning, the very weekend that he had had his love encounter with the Father. And um, I hope that you can see this because I, I saw it. I was like, wow, I never saw that either until he brought it out. And so I give him credit by way of Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 13, beginning in verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. Everybody say have. That word in the Greek is spelled Echo. Think about that. When an echo happens, it bounces off of whatever wall. There's a sound, and then there's a it comes off of the wall. We need to become echoes of love. That Lord, I want to echo your love to my neighbor. I want to echo my love to my fellow workmen to the to the service person at the hotel or the gas station attendant or the receptionist or the, the lady, the cashier. Lord, wherever you have me, I want to receive and echo your love. You notice that Paul doesn't say, hey, you need to go do this. No, listen, he says have, which indicates what? We need to do what? Receive. Isn't the kingdom amazing? We can read this word of God so many times and God gives us new, fresh revelation from the same scriptures we've read over and over by God's grace. Amen. Let's read this along here. First, verse 1. Start over with me. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have, echo, have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. This, this word have um, in the concordance is uh, to hold, to possess, to keep. To involve, to own. As we have his love, we will be an echo wherever we go. It's so important that we posture ourselves to receive so that we can move beyond the orphan mentality and, and show the world what it truly looks like to be a family, a family of God. To put your brother and your sister Think about yourself as the older brother and the older sister in a good way. Like, I want to help my younger brother. Not the, not the older brother that fights with their younger brother or sister. We, we get that picture. But a mature picture of older brother, right? We don't want the immature picture of older brother, older, younger sister or whatever. But we want the mature picture of what a, you know, like if you, if you have an older brother and his sister, you know, somebody picks on his sister, he goes and defends her, right? We need to have that kind of love that we care about one another. 
So this word agape means affection, good um, with love, goodwill, love, benevolence, right? And in Romans 5, 5, and hope makes not a shame because the love of God, agape, is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. The Father, the Holy Spirit, is shedding abroad the love, the agape, sloshing love of the Father today. I'm here to tell you today that He sent me here to help you to get this revelation. The Holy Spirit, would you shed abroad in our hearts your love today? We receive your love, Holy Spirit. Abba, Father, the agape. We receive it today so that we can be your hands, your feet, your eyes, your ears. We can bring light into darkness. I have seen this love melt hearts of hardened men living in sin simply by me sharing with them about this love. Tears streaming down faces. One couple, one married couple in their 70s, both the wife and the husband were, were had serious father wounds. And we honored this man and we began to, we found out about his, his past and why there was some difficulty. And before we left the home, there was a coming together of husband and wife. And they were, they were at a place, they were at a posture where they needed a, a, a miracle. They needed a breakthrough. And God was so faithful to give it to them. I believe that since God is love, we're giving people the Father's heart when we express and we, we release this love that we receive that comes from the Papa, comes from Abba. And I believe that this will break down walls. It will move mountains. It will bring healing where there's hurt. It will bring breakthrough where there's bondage. And hey, I'm a, I'm, that's a part of our story. I, I believe that deliverance along with this message of love is so important because we'll be able to keep what God delivers us from. We can hold on to our freedom when we walk as sons and daughters in this idea that He loves me. He truly does. I don't speak just of any kind of love because there's also a phileo love. This is a brotherly love, okay? Or the eros love, which is a passionate or sexual love. No, the love of the Father throughout the scriptures. I've gone and looked back over and over. And the ones I'm sharing with you today about who God is. God is love. That is agape. God is not phileo. God is not eros. God is not storhe. All these other words. No, God is agape love according to the scriptures. Isn't it amazing? That he is, God is love. And in 1 John 4, 8, I want to reread that to you. I, I, I had written it in my notes. I know y'all can see I've got a magnifying glass. My eyesight's horrible, okay? But hey, God's grace, amen? 1 John 4, 8. He who does not love does not know God, does not gnosko God. For God is love. Gnosko. Do you, do you gnosko God? Do you really gnosko him? Do you really know him? Do you know his love? Do you know him? Because friend, I'm telling you, when you come into knowing him, like really becoming and, and knowing him, your life's going to be wrecked. But it's going to be awesome. And you're going to make a difference in this world. 
Your life will matter. People's lives will be changed because you came into their life. You're, you will become a thermostat where there's darkness, where there's hopelessness. You will bring this love into the room and you will set the temperature because of you are the thermostat. Because you are the son. You are the daughter. And you're not even striving. You're just abiding. And it just happens. It's an easy thing. But it's a hard work of rest. It's not an easy thing to be at rest, right? When the world's coming unraveled, that's not an easy thing. It's a hard thing to be at peace. See, Jesus was on the boat when when all hell's breaking loose outside and this storm's coming. And he's able to sleep. And we can be like Christ. And I think there's a scripture that touches on that in this next passage. Go with me to 1 John four sixteen through 19. We're going to keep moving here. And we have known and believed the love, the agape, that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. It's a beautiful picture, right? Verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness. In the day of judgment. Because check this out. This is where I was wanting to say. But I want to make sure. As he is. So are we. In this world. As Christ is. So are we. If Christ is not moved by a storm. We we don't have to be moved by a storm. Because as Christ is. So are we. Is this not revelation, guys? I'm telling you. God is, he's unveiling some things so that the church can be the church. People are looking for hope. They're looking for answers. And you and I get to carry within us this awesome love. I'm going to read this again. Verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out Fear. Because fear involves torment. You heard my wife say the word torment. She was tormented. That doesn't have to be your inheritance today. Your inheritance doesn't have to be torment today. The thoughts that plague you, the fears that won't leave you, that doesn't have to be your inheritance. You can be at perfect rest in the storm. Because as he is, so are we. Now, is it a process? Absolutely. We come back to him each day. Lord, Abba, I receive your love. Y'all follow what I'm saying? It's a process. It's a journey. You're not going to just get this and kumbaya. You know, it's not, it's not going to be that way. It's going to be ongoing, this relationship with Papa. But I, Father, I'm in a posture. I'm receiving. I'm positioned and I'm posture to receive your love today. I'm ready to face the world today. Because he lives, I can what? I can face tomorrow. Isn't this beautiful how God ties all this together? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. He lives in us, right? Lives in our hearts. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. In 1 Thessalonians 3, in verse 12 and 13, in verse 12 says, And may the Lord make you increase. And abound in love to one another. That's verse 12. I I want that to be. That's my prayer for you today. Abundant Life Church. May the Lord. Make you increase. And abound. 
and love. That the love of the Father would be shed abroad in your hearts, made available by the Holy Ghost. That you would have the love of the Father, 1 Corinthians 13. Because if we have not that love, right? If we have not that love. And I didn't write this one down, but this was the one the Lord showed me this morning. And I text my pastor, Revelations 2. Phil brought this up the other night at the pool. He says, does this mean that the Lord wants us to go back to our first love? And I think that's an absolute yes. That's the agape love in first, in Revelations 2, beginning of verse 4 there. Nevertheless, I have this against you. This is one of the churches in Revelations. I have this against you that you have left your first love, agape. Now, some of us may have never encountered this love at all. And then some of us need to go back to our first love. Receive. Receive today. If you would, I want you just to close your eyes. And I'm going to invite my wife to come. We want to today. We're going to have a worship team. Uh, I would like for you to come. And I want to give you an opportunity to respond today, church. We have seen many... Uh, at Faith Point Church where we're helping this church plant um, and God's working, like I said, mightily, that are receiving breakthrough. Maybe you have fear that you want God to remove. Guess what? Perfect love casts out all fear. Maybe you're struggling with something. You feel like, I just need a breakthrough. I don't even know if it's love, but I need a breakthrough. I feel like I'm stuck like Chuck, right? Hey, let's get you unstuck today. Let us help you do that. I feel sure in my heart that God has my wife and I here for such a time as this in your life. With whatever you're walking through, whatever's going on in your life and in your world. We want to invite you to come and receive today. All heads bowed and eyes closed, I always want to give an opportunity for someone to receive salvation. Because Jesus Christ came so that we may have life into the full. But also that we may have forgiveness of sins. And there's been sacrifice made by way of Christ when he died on a cross. Today, if you've never put your trust in Jesus and received his love, received his forgiveness, repented of your sins, turned from your ways, uh, had a mindset change. Repentance is even changing your mind about how you see things. Today, if you would like to receive Christ to be your Lord and your Savior... I just need you to to look at me. I want to just make eye contact with you. And I will not embarrass you. I will give you an opportunity to come forward, but I'm not going to draw attention to you in any way. That will be up to you if you choose to come forward. But if you today are not sure if you have this relationship with Jesus, I just need you to take a, take a look at me and just keep looking at me. Anybody in the room say, I need to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. Anybody in the room. I believe, from what I can tell, most of you or all of you have a relationship with the Father. So the next thing I want to offer to you is this, is if you would like to receive this love. I want my wife to come up now and to stand with me. We want to pray with you for you to receive this love from the Father. So the worship team is going to play. Y'all can lead us in song, whatever you want to do, however you want to do that. But this is your time to respond, church. We give you this time right now to come. If you would, go ahead and stand, church.
Running out.